The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production. Kev, you were absolutely right about the um, about the England Scotland match. Do you remember a couple of weeks uh, a, a week ago? Was it a week ago? A couple of weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks. You said uh, you said that England would lose against Scotland, and look what happened, Kev. You are the oracle. I got all my um, predictions right that weekend. Mm. And I got all my predictions right the following weekend. Did you? Well, every single one. I did I, did you get the other one right as well? You did. You did. Yeah. Oh. I got them all right. Um, what, yeah. what, what are the, it's g- more tricky g- from here on in, though. Give us, give us um, how many numbers these days? I, they keep adding numbers on in the lotto. Give, give us the first three winning numbers in this week's lotto, Kev. <laughs> go on. Just pick 18, three 42, Eight. and 6. There we go. 42, actually, is one of those numbers that comes out surprisingly often and i'm sure it's going to come out this weekend i know it do you not oh do you always put it down i don't do it now you're not there now the 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 biggie england versus wales and i'm sorry for those that say what why is that the biggie just because it's got england no in kev's life you're not going to see it you're going to be a you're going to be at you planned this terribly you're going to be at a wedding about a wedding yeah yeah, <laughs> he's, already, he's already yawning. Are we keeping you up, Kev? Uh, uh, yeah, I'll be at a wedding that day. Um, what are you going to do? Are you going to sneak a telly in or something? I don't, know, I, can't, I don't even know what time it's on. I don't know whether it's the early game, the late game. It doesn't matter. You're you're going to be otherwise Oops. engaged. Whatever happens, aren't you? Well, if it's the late game, it could be during speeches. You see, <laughs> Kev, you you still have to photograph the speeches. No, I don't mean speeches. I mean when they're sitting down. Oh, during the, during the meal. <laughs> Otherwise, why have we got the speeches missing? Well, it was Wells versus England. The Fuji cast. I couldn't possibly be there during the speeches. Uh, if it's during the meal, then you'll be okay, won't you? Yeah, you can, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You can, you can nip off for, uh, for that particular one. But, yeah, it's a bit like cup final day, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's bigger than that for me. Is it? Is it? <laughs> Give us a prediction then for that one. Uh, I, I think England will win, sadly. No, you you always do this, Kev, because you do the uh, what? What's that? What's that called when you? Because Wales are playing very well at the moment, but you're sort of preparing yourself for for the drop, but knowing secretly that it's not actually going to come that way. Wales are not playing particularly well at the moment. They scraped past Scotland and they got absolutely thumped by the Irish. Oh. But England also are not playing that well, no. to be totally honest with you. So yeah, oh. we're, it could be closer than we think, but I can't see I can't see uh, anything but an England win there. It's <clears throat> it's an up in the era for you, is it? Uh, what were the boys like the other week? By the way, Mario win, huh? What, what were the boys like the other week? Because you you didn't there was no, there was no beer. There was it was just you and oh they did yeah they came in the, oh. we came in the studio and I put the big screen on in the studio and we had a we had a rugby afternoon. Good yeah. good fun. Good. Right, well, welcome to the uh, the show. Um, you and your questions, which we'll come back to in a moment, actually. Um, send them through. Um, if you're not a Fujifilm shooter, don't worry. It's a big community. Whatever flavour you shoot, you're very welcome. Um, this week we have uh, Lucy Hamadzea, um on on the show once more. Part two, part two uh, for this week. Um, have, we, have we got any bump to... I don't know if you've got any bump to the fronts. Have we got any bump to the fronts? Um, I don't think so. However, I will just double check. Mm. And uh, I've got a bizarre bump to the front, actually, Kev. I've just remembered. If I can, well, it was a bump. But the reason it's a bump to the front is because I think he's a patron of of both Photography Daily and the Fuji Cast, and he sent the question to me. But it was dear Kev. Hmm. There we go. So, should we start with that, just in case this is a bump to the front? I think it might yeah, well be. Yeah, go for it. Paul Cashman, uh, who did go to school with Michael Cashman, but not that one. Um, hi, Kev. Great show. Yada, yada, yada. I See, so you didn't even write this to me, Kev. This is just to you. Hi, Kev. Great show. Which Michael Cashman is he on about? Is he on about the one that was on EastEnders or my, my good mate in school, Michael Cashman? Oh. Because he, he had a cousin called Paul Cashman. Is there another Michael? Well, this is the one then, Kev. Must be. There can't be any other Michael, Paul. No, there's only two in the world. No, must absolutely. Be them. Yeah, it must be them. I recently spent a few days laid up on the front uh, front room floor with my legs up in the air. <laughs> Should I have read this before? I did read this beforehand, <laughs> but it's coming out wrong. Laid up on the front room floor with my legs up in the air with a, with a bad Q YouTube videos. And your XT3 has landed episode in 2018. What was that? Oh, in this video, you pointed out the wonderful British weather and how the X-T3 is waterproof. I don't know why his legs were up in the air. Maybe he was drying out. And then, <laughs> then offered it toward a bowl of water. 
No, he's got this entirely wrong, Kev. He's, I remember this video. You didn't make that video, did you? You didn't make the one where, where you were going to douse the XT3 in water. No, that was you, wasn't it? That was me. So he's written a letter to you about a video that I made. <laughs> when you never actually doused it in water. No, I didn't. I mean, I'm, I'm, I look daft, but I'm not completely daft. I wasn't sure whether the XT3 would, if I put it actually in that bowl of water, whether it would actually be okay. After the heart-stopping moment, as the XT3 held its breath along with the rest of us, you said, come back in six months' time and I'll do the test properly. Did you? Did you? And if not, why not? Would you do it now? Notwithstanding professional underwater cameras, are any of the current mirrorless or DSLR cameras able to survive that quick plunge? Well, first of all, I... So sorry for the confusion. It, I did read this question, but it's only just occurred to me that, that I made that video. I thought, Kev, what was that video? But it wasn't yours, it was mine. No, I didn't put it in the, the water, and I, I won't ever put it in the water because I don't have it anymore. I don't use X-T3s anymore. I've got some X-H1s. But would you, Kev, would you have put it in the water? No. Nah. I, I mean, I, I I dropped my X-100 in a swimming pool. Swimming pool, pool yeah. It, it went to the bottom and came yeah. back, and it was fine. Um but no, I wouldn't do that. And specifically that, I don't think. I think they are called. It's called weather sealing for a reason, rather than weatherproof, <laughs> yeah, because they even... are sealed. Not. I don't think they have like IP forty four ratings or anything like that. Like you're watching your phone might have. Mind you, your X one hundred. It was absolutely fine. Did you do the rice trick? How did you dry it out? Remind me. No, I was in Spain, so I just left it on a sun loungeer. <laughs> okay. That's so sad. Put a gin and tonic next to it. <laughs> so fine. I, yeah, yeah, I had a lovely afternoon. <laughs> it did it. Just yeah. sitting there sipping its gin and tonic. So I'm fine. No worries at all. <laughs> and um, that's going to be a trick. We'll come back to the question. That, that's going to be a tricky one this, this summer, Kev. You in Spain, no gin and tonic at all. You on the fruit juices for a whole month. Uh, honestly, it's... Um, it's easy, isn't it, by now? It's it'll easy. It'll be fine. Yeah, I, I, I don't think about it at all because actually what I found is non-alcoholic beers are really quite nice if you get the right ones. Yeah. Um, what's your top... So they're, they're your my top, little weekend treats. What's your top tip? Aldi. Cheap ones in Aldi are nice. <laughs> Two ninety five for six you can get, some check thing. <laughs> Um, only 49 calories a bottle as well. Yeah. Um, oh, don't blimey. don't go to the co-op and get uh, San Miguel Zero because they're £6 for four and they're not very nice. <laughs> there you go. In Kev's opinion, I might just say. Yeah, yeah. Other non-alcoholic beers exist. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you what I read on the BBC website uh, only a couple of days ago that um, your average bottle of, I uh, know, two glasses of wine has uh, has more than your or, or the same as the the level of sugar you're supposed to consume in one day. So think of all this See, good you're doing for yourself, Kev. The thing is, like you could, uh, it, it is impossible to do the right thing, come to eat or or drink because you know you eat good things and they tell you the good things are bad for you. Then you eat the bad things and they tell you the bad things are a little bit better for you, but you should do it in moderation. Then yeah. they say you should do some exercise and don't do exercise because you might have a heart attack. Then they say you should eat rice, but don't eat rice. Don't eat white rice. Got to eat brown rice. Honestly, it's the corporations. I don't listen to any of that stuff anymore. It's it basically whichever big corporation needs more money, they'll throw at the media to get them to tell you the worry stories to buy their shit. Amen to that. Yeah. Kev, the church of Kev. <laughs> so, uh, uh, do you know of any current mirrorless or DSLR cameras able to survive a quick plunge? Well, we've already identified that the X100 can survive. I mean, that wasn't a quick plunge. It fell all the way to the bottom of the pool. You must have looked in horror as you saw this thing just go down. Uh, yeah, it was it was uh, one of those moments, wasn't it? But yeah. actually, there is Fujifilm cameras that are fully waterproof. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, there are, yeah. Um, they're not X-series ones, but they are those, uh, well, they're, they're underwater cameras. I yeah, we, we, I want to call them IP cameras. Uh, we know. we've got a couple actually, which oh we have, they come in fancy colours as well, don't they? We had a bronze one and a green one. Oh, what were the model numbers? Anyway, they they yeah they're they're totally waterproof. Yeah, they are. They do those. Yeah, uh, you true. can usually buy them at the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an it's an airport spend, Kev. <laughs> Famous airport spend, right? Um, right on the question front, as I said a moment ago, we we are we are now near the end of all the questions. I knew the day would come, Kev. There hasn't been one on the Facebook group in since our last episode, since our last recording. You are joking, Kev? Maybe Not that's one. it. Maybe that's it. We have now yeah. exhausted all questions. Finally, <laughs> Th three years in, done. 
So remember, folks, you can ask us absolutely anything. It does not have to be about Fujifilm cameras. It could be about... Kev's diet. Anything. It could be about my diet. It could be about... Uh, yeah, anything. It could yeah. be whatever. Does not does not matter. Oh, dear. Right. So, We've come... I tell you what, the audience figures have gone up and the questions have gone down. I think now people have come used to the fact that somebody else will send one in. Uh, and you'll sit back in your armchair and listen, which is fine. Um, so, look, we've done that bump to the front. That was a very confusing one to start with. I do apologise, but we, we got to the bottom of it. Yes, I did make a I did make a YouTube film a long, long time ago. It was just after I got the X-T3, and there was a lot of fuss, wasn't there, about this weather ceiling and how good they were. And I think one other YouTuber, I can't remember who had said, uh, you could even put this in water and it would be absolutely fine. So I thought, well, fine, we'll do it. And I went to do it, and I thought, oh, hang on a minute, brand new camera best not but in six months time after i've seen it a few more people do it i'll do it and then i realized nobody else was doing it so i rather hoped it would all go away but it didn't quite clickbaity all that it stuff it was a bit clickbaity wasn't it i've stopped doing that kev it's a terrible habit i don't like clickbait stuff yeah, although we do have uh, sometimes clickbait titles i know ish for us but we've never been that clickbaity have we no no no, no we haven't but the, like the, the world of youtube is all about kickbait isn't it do you think it's getting worse as well i mean i've seen why i stopped shooting fuji film yeah and then actually i didn't yeah i've given up was another one i saw from a very famous uh youtuber only last week and given up at all he given up he given up sweets or something it it wasn't about photography yeah i've started please forgive me dot 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 (laughs) read this to find out why dot 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 (laughs) she left she left me yeah, that's right. She left the. Uh, oh, uh, yes. I bought a Sony camera, and then the world went to shit. No, dot dot dot. <laughs> Sorry, no, that wasn't one. <laughs> oh, Kev, what do you um, what do you have more of a problem with, Sony or Apple? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I, listen, I have no problem with Sony. I promise you, um, I'm, I've never used them, so I. In a daddy or chips thing, thing. So Sony or Sony or Apple. Sony win hands down yeah, over Apple. Would. Apple. I had another experience with it. Can you believe it? It's still haunting me. This company. But you've got rid of all your Apple stuff. I, well, yes, I have. So, by the way, we, I just like to add for balance. I I am a huge Apple fan and user. So we had uh, during lockdown. I bought a projector. Yes. For our living room wall. Oh yeah, yeah. Good, good yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, and said projector, I also bought an Amazon uh, Fire Stick, just one of those little dongles you stick in the side so you can watch Amazon and all that kind of stuff on it, um, which is also very cool. And then uh, over the you know preceding 20 minutes after we bought the projector, it got broken by one of the kids. So the projector was never really used much, and the Fire Stick just got kind of hidden in a cupboard or drawer. Mm. Whatever. And then uh, our TV has been, it's a bit slow, our TV. It's a bit old and a bit slow. And then I thought, hang on, I'm going to stick my fire stick in the back of that and see if that makes everything better. And voila, ding, ding. It was like a new world opened up. The graphics, the the screen was better. The audio, it worked quicker. Everything was better. Lo and behold, we spotted one of the apps on the app on the fire stick is your iTunes. You can watch Apple iTunes, which you never (laughs) used to be able to do on Amazon. Right. And of course, I had an old iTunes account, which I bought. I gave Apple crap loads of money for films and stuff. I think I bought the whole of the James Bond series, all kinds of stuff on there over the years. And I thought, oh, maybe I can get get to my old iTunes account and watch the stuff that they're holding hostage for yeah. me in in, uh, in America. <laughs> holding hostage. <laughs> so I uh, plugged it in, yeah. uh, went to the went to the Apple thing, and it didn't installed work. it. I shivered when I saw the logo come up. <laughs> and then uh, I put my, my old username and password in. Yeah. Thing, and it said, load in, load in, load in. Yeah. And then it said, we've sent a six-digit pin to your device. And I was like, you bunch of <laughs> I could not believe it. I could not believe it. I was like, I do not have a device. Uh, do you know what you should I'm do? Very Kev? nearly exploded. You, you should have made my device the one that they always need to come to when they need a need a pin. That, that, yeah. That's the way it would work. Then I, you could phone me and say, "Can you help me out, Neil? I need a I need a little." I need, yeah, and I could do it for you, Kevin. You, it, it would be so much better for your blood. But do you know the only way to make that happen well, is sir. for you to change your entire Apple phone to my old account, which would delete all of your stuff, and then you'd be in the, basically. There's no way out. Right. Who thinks I should do that just to help Kev out? Yeah, absolutely right. I don't Good. want it now. They can keep it. <laughs> Stick to James Bond films up there. 
<laughs> All right. Well, we've established that if you buy anything for Christmas for him and it's between those two brands, buy him a Sony camera. He'll be delighted. Yes. Sony, I'm happy. I, not that I use them, but I have no complaints. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Apple, on the other hand. Shall, shall, we, uh, shall we safely move on to a question from the Facebook group before we get in any more trouble? So uh, on the Facebook uh, group page, you'll find a, a pinned a pinned post at the top where you can put your questions. There is a pinned thread at the at the top where the question should be posted. Um, I have noticed a couple of people posting direct questions in there, which is fine if other people are wishing to answer, but also kind of directed at me. Whilst we might be able to see those and answer those as we go through the week, only the ones in the one in the thread pinned to the top will be picked up for the show. Only, um, the one, only, only, only those ones get your special icon, Kev, don't they? They're the only ones that get the special emoticon. Yeah, yeah. emoticon. Um, yeah, yeah. Those saying that, we haven't had any questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, we must have some. Go on, Kev. Uh, you, there must we've got be some older ones. We'll dig in. Go on, dig um, in. Dig in. But also remember, so we've we've relaunched the website, by the way, and the contact form is now back online. So yeah. if you wish to send a question that way, you can also do it that way. Go to the contact page. Good. All right. Question from Jamie Gonzalez right. uh, four weeks ago. Love the show. Listen to it on the way back to work. QQ that I think got lost in the jump between 2021 and 2022. Right. I think it would be great. It's not even a question, see? Uh, if you interviewed uh, fellow photographer Peter Elgar from okay. Brentwood, Essex. Oh, well, Write that name down. Peter <laughs> Elgar, Brentwood, uh, Essex. Done. I tell, you who right. we, I tell you who we have got. Do you remember last week you mentioned to me, uh, well, we were talking about Charles Brooks, weren't we? And, mm. uh, and you said at the time, we'll never get Charles Brooks. He's too busy. And I, I went off and I sort of, uh, I thought, I'll get him as a kind of, uh, and I, I wanted a, I'd seen some stuff and I thought, right, I'll get some. There's some mental health stuff which I want to use on the Photography Daily podcast because that seems that seems the more appropriate place for that. But but I, I thought I know that we will get him so we can talk about that amazing photography that we were talking about. This is the chap that takes the pictures of the insides of instruments with with a probe camera, which is all very clever. Uh, and we got him, Kev. We got him. We did indeed. Yeah, so he'll well he'll be on the show. So uh, while we're talking about. Future ones. Right, go on. Have you got a question, though? Look down the thread there. Okay, find a question. Uh, Okay, Rob Wiskin. Hello, gents. Not really a question as such, but would be interested to get your thoughts. With films still having its revival, would it not be a great marketing strategy to release a new 35mm camera that was X-series mounted? Uh, They could make it as manual as they liked with very little, uh, if any, electronics, thus making the product relatively cheap to produce. But being the first to bring a new film camera in itself could really bring the name to the spotlight. Fuji filmmaking film cameras again. Hmm. Is that a we shall consider? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that would be a very, very direct we shall consider. Um, Why? You know, I know that, well, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a very romantic idea, isn't it? But yeah. whilst we think, because we're encased in this indus- industry, we think that film photography is having a revival. Yes, it is between you know independent kind of photographers that's ultimately you know not the market is it the market is the the, the wider generation the, the wider people populace if you like mm. um who are just intra probably more interested in megapixels and flash and all that kind of stuff so i wouldn't imagine that's something that's on their radar I might be wrong um and i'd quite like to be wrong but i yeah i can't it's a little bit like the whole you know, why don't they make a camera that doesn't have video and all that kind of stuff? And it's basically because We've moved if on. they remove, if they have, if there's a, two cameras on the shelf next to each other, a Fujifilm one and a Sony one or a Panasonic, and the Fujifilm one doesn't say shoots film, the other two will sell more regardless. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, the photographers who don't want film might think, oh, I don't need film. That's fine. But the, you know, the average person who's going to walk into John Lewis is going to go, hmm, that one doesn't have film. I don't need film, but that one doesn't have film. I might need it one day. Might need it one day. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Who knows? You've never never dipped into film, really, have you? Not really. I do have a handful of film cameras. Yeah. got about seven of them, in fact. I'm just looking at them now. Um, Do they work? Have you ever checked? Yeah, they do all work. Well, they should all work because, you know, none of them are battery run or anything like that. So there's no reason why they shouldn't. Um, one of my, on my to-do list for my kind of grand ambitions is to go on a film photography course somewhere. And I'm really only interested in it though, if I could develop myself 
yes. and that's just never going to would, would you uh, develop the um, the film and then print as well or would you just would, would you just process the film rather and 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 then scan because i know a lot of people who use film now i think well okay I, I i haven't got time to spend in the dark room producing prints but i would like to process my film and then scan it i don't know you have time for that just see you there agitate i don't think it's a time thing for me it's a it's a, a place thing <laughs> a place it literally the only place we could i could do it is in my bathroom because it has no mirror no windows oh, you wouldn't need to worry about that if you were just doing the film because then you could get yourself um a, a bag and you could um unload your film uh wash it in there do the whole thing hang it out to dry on some pegs general love that you can have pegs of film all over the house she'd love it and, yeah. and then you can scan them and and, and yeah do, that's do, true do maybe you, yeah do your spotting and stuff maybe anyway probably not for it's so, you know it's yeah no, not gonna happen anytime soon a gram, too many things a gram yeah. too many things well you've got to do that noodling that you that you do did Gemma tell did you off for that in the end she did tell me off actually she? yeah yeah I thought she, she might I thought she, she might said what's this noodling you do <laughs> I said do you know what it is <laughs> yeah well she found out <laughs> she looked at me very peculiarly yeah <laughs> right um here's one from John Debrincat. Um, oh, got to get the jingle ready. Hi, Kev. When are you coming to Australia? <laughs> When's the answer, Kev? <laughs> well, we're allowed now, aren't we? So maybe, are, maybe, yeah. ne- maybe tomorrow, maybe next week. I'm not going to suggest you watch cricket when you get here, though. Oh, I, I don't care about the cricket. But yeah. yes, absolutely. I wouldn't. I'd rather chew grass. <laughs> no, I'd, en- I'd enjoy a cold one with you. Yeah. Well, it'd love to be a cold lemonade these days. <laughs> um, but I enjoy listening to your, your podcast. Listening to episode 218, you guys touched on street photography with flash. In my opinion, I say it's just the same as any street photography, except for the addition of artificial light. As a matter of fact, I enjoy shooting that way myself occasionally, as you do get some interesting expressions at times. You do, don't you? I mean, it's the shock thing, isn't it, Kev? Yeah. It, I yeah. prefer to uh, to shoot in front of my subject with a street um, rather than being sneaky, creeping around stealth-like. Uh, uh, though in a public place, one must expect no privacy. They say looking up most street corners nowadays in big cities, it's not surprising to find at least one CCTV camera pointed at you, taking at least 24 pictures of you every single second. Well, that's a fair point, isn't it? Ironically, mm. you have no ideas on the other end of the CCTV camera. But with a street photographer, it's highly likely you'll have the opportunity to approach the camera operator if you disapprove of your picture being taken. That's a very good point, Kev. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a point I make all the time about the CCTV and everything. And interestingly, somebody, who was it? Um, somebody mentioned, we had a post, I think it was a Facebook post today, in fact, who said it was a very grown-up conversation about Bruce Gildon we had, which is rare because mostly conversations about Bruce Gildon are, I punch his face in, yeah. uh, you know, and we didn't have that conversation because it is, you know, it is a very valid way of shooting. But the yeah. interesting, what he said was very similar, but he said, you know, the people who are, the people who complain about people taking photographs on the street are the people who've got Amazon Alexas and Google Nests and Apple whatever and don't, all don't of those s- devices are listening to you and watching <laughs> you and say. filming you yeah. and you know all of those things yet yeah, you're quite happy to you know to say hey device yeah, I was order say. me 10 <laughs> cups of tea you know Shit. to be delivered tomorrow Ooh. yeah you know oh. <laughs> um but going out on the street you think the person with a photographer is some kind of criminal or right. uh, yeah very good point um i've noticed now that um the the one that starts with a has uh, started answering back oh, really I, really yeah it's it's uh, there's uh, something has happened over the last couple of weeks it's um yeah she <laughs> she's uh, adding a two pennyworth into uh, to conversations in in a way that she wasn't before which is very bizarre so in my opinion he says uh, street photography is open slather slather except perhaps when it comes to photographing children and, of course, we talked about the breastfeeding mothers as well, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, common sense goes a long, long way. So I often ask myself before I shoot, think, dignity and respect. Would I like to be seen in the way that I'm imaging the shot that I'm about to take? If it's a no, let the shot go. Dignity. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah absolutely. You know, nobody, none of us can say this is the way you have to do something, yeah. and, you know. And a lot of people, I think Bruce Gilden gets picked up a lot because his style is very subjective, it's very direct. And actually, you know, his his style is, is different now, but wasn't so different back in the day. And probably he's got 
more courage than a lot of other photographers mm. um but you know he hasn't changed his photography hasn't changed but society has changed I, te- so, I tell you his photography uh, i was i had not seen this work before and you're a big fan of his I'd not really seen Martin Parr's early black and white work before. Oh, yeah, Hebden Bridge stuff. I know. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I, and it's chalk and cheese, isn't it? Well, he made a, he, he basically made a decision to go to colour way before anybody, everybody else was like, no, you can't do colour's too expensive and no, none of the uh, newspapers print colour or, you know, nobody will want colour. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he put his little what? smirk on his face and went, I'm going to colour. <laughs> And away you went. Absolutely. Right. Um, back to your questions shortly. Let's introduce part two of your conversation with uh, with Lucy, Lucy Hamadzada. And, uh, well, you spoke to her a couple of weeks ago, didn't you, Kev? Yeah, yeah. Really, I loved it. A lovely conversation. Uh, very bubbly personality. Um, very, very, very good to talk about. Do you go out every day? Are you one of these people that has a camera around your neck at all times and off you go? Yep. <laughs> Oh, we were going down to Lewisham Market yesterday. I'll, I'll probably go out after this because yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. it's raining. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, that's yeah. amazing. I think, you know, uh, kudos to you because I struggle with that, I have to say, especially since the lockdown. And, um, you know, the kind, for me, the passion for instinctive photography drifted a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there was less people, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, I just, it was just like this, the whole world was on a funny tilted angle for a little while yeah. wasn't it um yeah so yeah well good good for you that, that, that i you mean i didn't still... shoot to be honest i didn't shoot through lockdown i just it was a weird time and i, I didn't want to get close to people and i didn't want them to feel threatened by somebody with a camera mm. uh, so that was yeah it was a weird 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 time yeah so yeah it was i mean it's been discussed a million times and, and mm. why it's, you know, there, there has been some amazing photography that came out of lockdown. Yes. Um, but I'm glad to see that, you know, we, we're seeing photography that is no longer in lockdown. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, talking about your, your Instagram feed, is, is that some, like, I love looking at people's Instagram feeds that are, um, you know, they're not overly markety. They're not overly advertising. You know, it's, yeah. I love sharing my pictures and chatting about them and everything. Yeah. Um, and you've got you've got a really good following, and uh, you know it's an established feed. Do you uh, d- does that drive um, does that drive you to sh- is social media? I suppose the question I'm asking is: Is there a pressure on you in terms of Instagram, or is Instagram purely uh, a beautiful thing? For me, if I I, sh- I I love taking photos for myself, so I share it because it's just for me. Yeah. If there was one person following me, I'd probably still just share. Um, yeah. The numbers, the following doesn't matter to me. If I if I can inspire someone or it sparks a curiosity or a conversation, that for me is beautiful. Um, mm. The rest of it, um, I just do it for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, photography is a, a mindfulness thing for me anyway. I find it satisfying. Um, I love just going out on my own. Um it's a freedom. So I'll, I, yeah, for Instagram is just somewhere where I share it. It's the platform that I go to. So, um, yeah, even if I had one follower, I'd still, <laughs> still <Yeah>. share. <laughs> yeah, that, that's nice to hear. The, re- the reason why I asked that question actually was it wasn't on my thought process until a couple of days ago. And there was a, a thread in the um, Facebook group where um, people were talking about Instagram and, you know, how it keeps changing its algorithms and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And yeah. uh, everybody had, you know, there's no right or wrong kind of uh, opinion on it, but uh, you know there are there are people who their currency, if you like, of photography is how many likes they have and how many followers. And if they if they can't keep that up, then they lose interest in it. Um, and that that might be a very valid you know opinion. However, for me, I'm the same as you. I you know, I don't really care. It does drive business for me, but and and that that's my my kind of next question in terms of Instagram and social media. So you've done marketing campaigns for the likes of Nokia and Huawei, um, uh, Dell, I think um, Dell laptops. Where does that kind of work come from? Does it, it does that come from things like Instagram, or do you have a, a, an agent, or is it just people you know, or how does? It's yeah. come from Instagram, but I'm always. I'm always very conscious 
that's my feed. I've curated that. I don't want to become a marketer. I don't want to put, you know, socks on there, you know, <laughs> or yeah. or a watch. I I'm I've turned things down because it, it that is it's me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the marketing, you know, showing this or what I what's what I they've been given I've been given isn't me. Yeah. Um, so I'm very conscious of of that because yeah. it's I don't want to stray from my style and what I'm saying and I think that's why the feed works then because uh you know it's good that it does drive opportunities but also it's 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 clear that it's not a you know I'm looking to be an influencer type thing mm-hmm. you know that yeah. it's and that's great so pure, simply that means your currency is not likes which is obvious um but it actually does work from a business point of view as well which is uh, which is amazing um so in in terms of um uh, picture. I once had a conversation with, uh, I think it was Martin Parr, and I said to him, what's his favourite picture? And he said, well, that's like asking an author what's their favourite page in a book. Um, so I'm going to ask you the same question. What is your, what, if you could pick one picture or a series of pictures out of the ones you've shot so far, what, which ones might that be to take on the desert island with you? I'm going to say the hands, and I do have a favourite shot in my book. Um and it's uh, it's on the underground, um, and I just took one shot because I went down onto the underground. I can't remember what station. I think it was a, I can't remember what station. It was at Piccadilly Circus, so I don't know. I can't remember. Um, and I'd been out all day, and I'd not shot anything. And I try not to put pressure on myself, but back then I was, <laughs> you know. And that was when I was working in the office. So I was like, this is my weekend. I haven't got any photos, <laughs> and it was a Sunday, so I'm back to work tomorrow. I went down onto the underground, was outside of the carriage, and there was a, a must a mum or a dad, I don't know, and a little child, and they just put their finger on the adult's hand. It's and yeah. it was just you can see the little crinkle in the skin, and and it was just this beautiful moment. The light was really good. Um, it's not the sharpest, but it's it was it's my favorite. Mm. Yeah. Just the moment how it all came together. It was like it was like muscle reflex on the on the settings and it was just one shot <laughs> yeah yeah another one another one and and it's interesting you mentioned that about sharpness because that's uh it's basically irrelevant isn't it you know it's, yeah. it's all about the moment and yeah. uh you know and what what comes from that um i always think it's quite interesting that we spend all of us are guilty of this i suppose spend thousands on digital cameras and then you know we edit them in black and white or people put filters on them and stuff to make them look like they were shot on cameras yeah. in the 70s yeah. <laughs> which i do too a bit of grain and- <laughs> it adds a little bit of grain all that kind of stuff yeah and then when we're buying the camera it's like how many megapixels does it is it clean is it sharp um so yeah, yeah. It's, it's totally irrelevant um but but on that point what 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 is your i mean we we are the fuji cast but it's a, you know we're not brand specific in that regard so what do you actually shoot with generally these days i shoot with a sony a7r mark iii uh, okay and is that uh i don't know the sony um, range any longer but is that a um smallish camera relatively yeah, large? It's, yeah it's a mirrorless one so it's a small it's small and, and do you normally shoot with uh, the same kind of lenses or are you yeah well i my 55 was permanently stuck to the the camera because I love that lens but during the last two years I had to adapt so I bought an 85 and I love the, I love the 85 but it's quite easy yeah <laughs> yeah and, so, and I like getting close so right. and and just the last two weeks in central London have been crazy busy and the 85 isn't working for me now um so I'm gonna switch back to my I love my 55 it's the one my go-to isn't i think that's really interesting that uh you know obviously and and so presumably you switched to the 85 because of social distancing you know kind of people being uncomfortable about somebody being so close to that stuff yeah um and then uh i noticed it too i was in london last thursday which was the first day of the not staying at home rule Mm -hmm. um and i was there on the wednesday as well and suddenly the difference between wednesday and thursday was like you know rabbits coming out of hibernation if rabbits yes, hibernate, yeah. I don't know. but you know there's like hundreds of people coming out <laughs> yeah. of the tube that weren't there the day before yeah. um and yeah it, it, it it's really interesting that you, you you know you kind of have to adapt to that thing you know yeah. Yeah. um 
Uh, yeah, I think that's that that that's that's something that's always, uh, you know, for me as a photographer. And one of the questions we've had a lot on the Fujicast is, uh, you know, with lockdown weddings and stuff, what are you going to do? Are you going to get close to people? Uh, and the answer simply was that no, we'll have to mm-hmm. use longer lenses. Yeah, yeah, and because you don't want to upset any, I never want to upset anyone because if I upset someone, my day's upset, um, mm-hmm. and then I won't want to take pictures. Um, so I'm always really conscious of not upsetting anyone mm. um, and get, yeah. And if I'm getting too close and I can feel like the older person might not be comfortable, then there's, it's not, it's not worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's integrity, isn't it? Ultimately, you know, so as, a, mm. as a photographer um, and, and, and that's, that's why it upsets me that, we're, you know, street photography is getting such a bad rap because, 99.99999% of the photographers do have that integrity and those, those good wills. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what's next? What's happening for Lucy next? Where is, what's any projects on the go? Anything coming up? Um, well, my, my hand series is growing. Mm-hmm, I would good. love to do a book on hands. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say that too loud because just in case it doesn't happen. <laughs> Um, so that's an ongoing project, but um, I'm, I actually do weddings as well with my friend. So Ooh. we started, we went into business together during lockdown, which was weird. Um, and last year was good. It's, I mean, weddings are street photography at a special occasion. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so we've had a few of those and a few christenings and parties. Um, and yeah, it's, that's that's been fun. So I hope that. I hope that carries on. Uh, um, be, oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. And yeah, and, and writing. I'm still writing. So. <laughs> Good. I, I, I'd be interested to see how the, the weddings go, because often it's wedding photographers become street photographers rather than street photographers. Become oh, photographers. So, okay. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, so uh, I have one final question, which I ask to everybody. Um, if you could take one day out and go shooting with any other photographer, alive or dead, uh, for one day, who might it be and, and why? Okay. I'm, I mean, it might be a bit cliche, Vivian Meyer. I love mm. her. <laughs> mm. um, and not just the way that she managed to capture these moments. And we're talking years ago. Um, but just, I think she'd be quite a fascinating person because she had a, she was a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so I'd love to, I'd love to just, I'd love to more find out about her <laughs> and then the shooting would come maybe second. Yeah. Because I yeah. think she's she's just, the way she managed to get these moments and without, you know, it wasn't, a th- you know, we didn't even know. <laughs> She wouldn't, and she doesn't know. Like, she didn't know either. That's the most intriguing thing, isn't it? Oh, it's just incredible. I'd love to just get inside her mind. Um, so, yeah, she would be the one. That would be a great guest. Okay, uh, Lucy, it's been amazing chatting to you. I've really enjoyed it. Um, thank you so much. Where can people find you generally, buy your books, all of that kind of stuff? Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Juicy Lucy Ham. Um, and you can, my my link trees there with you can get the book there or my website which is uh, lucyhamidsada.com well, thanks to Lucy for the last couple of weeks and of course we'll link to her work in the show notes which you'll find on fujicast.co.uk episode 219 if, um, if you like your country music Thursday make a date to be with that Mullins as in uh, Mr Ben fashion 70s kids show reference now He goes into the changing room and comes out as a country music-toting radio presenter on IncapableStaircase.com. That is the place to be at 3.30pm UK time, Thursday afternoons, as Country Boyo, that's Kev's radio stage name, plays the best in country uh, that you'll know and the odd track that may surprise you for its alternative flavour. 3.30, Thursday, IncapableStaircase.com with Mullins. Then on Fridays, I have uh, my other podcast, Photography Daily, where we go for a photo walk with a mailbag and making pictures as we walk together, talking about why we make those photographs, the why above the how. And this coming week, it's from a, a new location, a very different kind of walk, recorded at temperatures that necessitate hand warmers. I also have a, a special guest, a very special guest, who we've talked about on this show 
uh, a good few times actually. Uh, the godfather of modern colour photography on the streets, Joel Merowitz, talks with me from his home in beautiful Tuscany. It is an extraordinarily uh, frank conversation at times, which is a, a play, I suppose, on the fact Robert Frank was responsible in many ways for the epiphany that led Joel to become a photographer. Joel talks about the why of photography in his life, his philosophy, his approach. Because that's all photography is. It's a sensibility that you feel about where you are or things you see. And you react within your sensibility by saying, ooh, and you raise the camera and you make a photograph of the thing that called out to your sensibility. And by doing this again and again, you define yourself or you identify who you are to yourself and that's the story of photography Joel Marowitz on Photography Daily this Friday or on photographydaily.show right back to your questions Kev I, th- I think uh, we've got another thought from our Paul our Paul Cashman who knows Michael yeah, Cashman didn't you know that I was just noticed as I was uh, scouring the, the Facebook thread of questions uh, yeah he put a picture up of him and his dad bless him and lovely really lovely picture what a surprise here with my question read out today you can he's a double surprise today Paul because you're on there again uh, just <laughs> yeah. for the record I have my own Michael Cashman too my dad anyone else have uh, their own Michael Cashman I got a Michael Cashman have you got a Michael Cashman I must I must know a Michael Cashman somewhere yeah. <laughs> everybody knows a Michael Cashman yeah was that was that was that your thing that you you had a question didn't you uh no that was it really it's a really nice picture of him and his dad i'm, I'm going to ask you a very personal question paul Go on, then. how old are you because you are a very very smart looking gentleman right but he's got a little bit of a gray beard it's all about and his dad is very smart looking as well but he hasn't got a gray beard no he's cleanly shaved oh i see like I think... most men of his generation are yeah um ben middleton <laughs> hi guys i've been listening since the beginning Um, I've learned so much from you both about photography as an art, but also as a Fujifilm shooter myself in the next T3 about how to use my camera. Uh, So uh, there's a yada, yada, yada thing here about the quality of the podcast. He's been running his own podcast with his partner, Ellie, for a year now. Nothing to do with photography, mine, but about gardening for wildlife. If my memory serves me right, in an old episode, neither of you were sure who Monty Don was. I think you knew who Monty Don was. I, uh, it was me, wasn't it? I knew who he was. Yeah, I didn't quite under- know how how much, how famous he was. Yeah. Well, I knew he was famous, but I didn't realise he was like, you know, the Adonis of gardening world. You know, he's, Adon- he's the Adonis. Elon Musk of, of uh, you know, <laughs> green-fingered people. Given he is possibly, as Ben says, the most famous gardener in the world, (laughs) I'm not sure our podcast will be up your street. Well, we'll try it. You and Ellie, Ben, doing doing your podcast. If you could do a podcast with Gemma, what would it be about, Kev? Uh, We've always we've often talked about doing an 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 anonymous one. An anonymous one. Well, anonymous. How are you going to market that, Kev? It would be called something like the. I don't know. I the think secret, it would fly, Kev. You, you and Je- secret, uh, It would all be about Malmesbury and the people. Would it? Yeah. Problem is, we'd have to uh, hide our voices. Yeah. Well, and then and we'll- all the stories would be about our friends. And then they'd know it was us. <laughs> I think your your plan is falling apart. You the secret the secret husband and wife of Malmesbury. Yeah, <laughs> that's my, sounding a bit a bit dodgy now, Kev. No, not not like that, but like you know, gossip and stuff. Yeah. You know, she said, he said. I think you and I just think you and Gemma. I've heard you two, and I've been round for, for. It's been a long time since we we uh, I came round for dinner, Kev. God dear. Um, but um, yeah, you. you it's been a long two. time since anybody's come round for dinner. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's because you nailed up the door. Nobody's allowed in. Unfortunately, the kids come round every day, <laughs> often three times a day. We are spending so much money. What on? Every, everything has gone up. Did you see I got an email today about Sim Imaging? Sim Imaging and putting their album prices up on average 27%. I know. Insane. Ouch. I filled my car up with diesel the other day. First time ever, it was over £90. Oof. Honestly. I'm getting into street photography, he says, rescuing this. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Says Ben. And we often hear it's getting harder uh, with people, the subjects we photograph, less willing to have their pictures taken. My thought is perhaps it is us photographers who've actually gotten scared of being around strangers. More and more we live in separate boxes, drive around in cars. Well, not if you're Kev, because it's too expensive. Gardens fenced off. 
Children not playing on the street. I live in a terrace. Think Coronation Street, he says. And now every garden has a six-foot fence around it. hundred years ago, you'd have been able to see down the, the whole row of low-walled gardens. There was no escaping other people. That's a good point, actually, Kev. Guy just up yeah. the road from here. We, we, we call it Trump Towers because he literally put up this. I mean, honestly, it, look, it looks like the kind of thing that you would, you would put up, the wall you, that you would put up outside Strangeways Prison. And he's got this sort of a gate that opens. And, and yeah, it's, oh, it, I mean, it's got to be like a 10 or 11 foot high fence. It's weird. Do you think people are hiding themselves way more? Do you think this time has been to blame for it? Uh, I don't think it's to do with this time. I think it's just to do with the the general, like the world we live in. Uh, it's almost like we're being we're being educated to mistrust people rather oh. than trust people, and that's that's, that's nothing to do with the pandemic. Yeah, um, compounded, he says, by COVID, perhaps. Yeah, okay. compounded. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, although I do feel like COVID certainly in the beginning actually made people. I mean, we would stand in their garden, you know, and chat to the neighbours. We never did that before COVID came along. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that was a good thing. So, uh, you know, we don't do it anymore because COVID's gone away. Well, you know, you know, we're no, no longer under restrictions, put it that way. Well, we're not. So, we're, we're uh, not. Other countries are, but we're not. It's, yeah. We, we used to, when I grew up, before I was, I moved when I was nine, lived in Aston Crescent, and we lived in an old house that had a, um, had an underground, um, what do you call it? Thingy, Bunk, bunker? War shelter. Bunker? War shelter, yeah, Anderson shelter. Anderson shelter. Oh, that, yeah, but no, it, it that, was under the ground. It was an underground one, so you could go down the steps into it. I don't think that shed. was an Anderson shelter then, was it? Because they they were made out of corrugated uh, um, steel steel iron or whatever they were made out of. And yeah, well, that was the top bit. So the shed ah. was the Anderson shelter, ah. and then there was steps that went underneath. Okay, to this right. And we, it was a really, it was just like Coronation Street, you know, really long garden, very thin yeah. and neighbours on either side, yeah. you know, everybody had their roses and flowers and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and I, I was a little kid growing up there and I vividly remember uh, like Mrs. Dando next door. She was lovely. She was ancient. She'd be about 130 years old now, I expect, probably dead. <laughs> um, okay. But, you know, but like, I used to race snails, I used to race my snails. And, uh, God, that was know, thrilling. I want to come to a snail race. This is Dando used to <laughs> used to say, "How are they getting up today, young yeah. man?" Uh, yeah, it's a, yeah. That was a that was a very communal yeah. feel. We do have that in Malmesbury, a communal feel. We do we do still kind of chat over the fences and all that kind of stuff. Although you know, not not that much. But I would imagine the, the conversation has changed in Malmesbury. You must all be discussing what colour um, Range Rover you're going to buy next. It's changed from well, the. He's got Ranger. Can't park a Ranger over in Malmesbury. <laughs> good Lord. Minis only. All right. But no, that's a good point. Um, it's a good point. In, in other words, uh, our society makes us come into contact with strangers less, less often. Uh, watching some documentaries recently about street photographers from the 60s up to today, I was struck by the fact that people on the street were no less wary of some photographers than they are now, perhaps. It's just that the photographers were more used to dealing with strangers, so that if they were stopped, and asked what they were doing, it was just a good opportunity to have a chat with somebody new. Often this comfort with strangers was learned. Many of the famous street photographers grew up in poorer circumstances, where they had no choice but to live cheek by jowl with a great multitude of humanity. Very well written, Ben, from Nottingham. Mm. Um, very good indeed. Yeah, and I, th I think he's, uh, he's absolutely right. An interesting thing that I noticed from the, um, uh, the retreat thing that I was doing over on other podcast um went away with well there were six of us six photographers in all um two in particular were were very adept at just making conversation with people starting conversations and and then asking can i can i take your picture and they might say yes or they might say no is I, anna one of them she was um you always knew you'd think you'd hear her voice you think ah oh, anna's talking to somebody else <laughs> and another chap paul hudson who was he was phenomenally good at just being able to start a conversation. Um, in fact, we walked down one uh, road toward the seafront to go do what we were planning to do, and he'd stopped by, uh, I think it was six, six funeral directors who were standing out the front of a funeral that was going on, obviously behind them in the church. And Paul said, look, this might be inappropriate, chaps, but I'd really like to document this moment. If you stand, they were standing there looking like they were guarding the place. And he got this picture. And on his Instagram, uh, it was recognised by the, by the wife of the husband 
that that was the funeral. And she asked for a print of that particular picture. And that all came about because Paul and Anna uh, were not afraid to go up to people and, and chat to them. I thought that was amazing, Kev. Mm. Yeah. Um, Very good. Conver- Very good. Conversation. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> the, no, no, no. It's good. I, there's not really anything to say about it, is there? It's, no, it's one of those. That's a serendipity moment, isn't it? For the for the the wife, you know, to get that extra weird. Or, that, or probably weird, only photo, yeah. perhaps if she didn't have it photographed. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's nice for her. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, so, absolutely it comes from the the foresight of Paul. Mm. You said Paul, I think you said it was Paul. Yeah. I re- I reckon us photographer says Ben just need to get used to stepping out of our little comfortable boxes. And learn to be around strangers again. What do you think? I, I, I think the answer is yes, Ben. But 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 I, I know it's hard to do. Um, I, there was a man I, I saw, Kev, eating an ice cream. He was the very picture of a, a man in a suit who was supposed to be working, but had said, rum and raisin to this, I'm having a two-scoop. But he, he too looked like a member of the management. And uh, I asked him for a picture, and he looked me sc- wearing the eyes like I was about to steal his flake and said no and I left without my prize wishing wishing I was as good as Anna or Paul at, uh, at engaging Kev it's, it's luck of the draw isn't it really these days mm. in terms of who's going to say what but yeah you absolutely you do need to have the, the um, peace of mind yeah I probably wouldn't do it you know, I, you know I probably wouldn't approach a stranger and say can I take your picture yeah and I'm uglier than you <laughs> That's not true, Kev. You're the new slimline, good-looking George Clooney, Kev. I know. I've seen your pictures, Kev. <laughs> you know, you're you're a fighter as well I now. Take it to wearing a baseball cap now. It's your, got that bad. Your black belt. What are you talking about? It's got that bad. What, what are you covering with your baseball cap? The cool bit on the top. <laughs> the bit that oh. lets all the air in. <laughs> Has that been growing, Kev? Is it like uh, is it like the ozone layer? It's yeah, beginning to separate. Exactly. Oh, it's not being grown as fast as I quite like. Oh no! What are you going to do, Kev? Are you going to shave it all off? No, I, I would look like a like <laughs> some terrible person. Would you look like one one of uh, you look like one one of the boys outside the nightclub? You know, coming in. I would. No, I would right, look like Kev. that. No, you look cool. Listen. I'd look like. You know what I'd look like? What? I'd look like an angry bowling ball. <laughs> an angry bowling ball. Yeah. Uh, no, Kev. Once it starts to go, just do it, Kev. Don't yeah, fight it. I, my dad's. You see, I, I'm I'm following the same route as my dad, and my dad's still got his hair. Is just a bit less in the middle. Kev, He's do depressing. it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Who says Kev should do it? Um. And a quick question as well. What are your favourite photography documentaries? Mm. Well, Soul Lighter for me. There's some, uh, I can't remember the names of them, but uh, look up Soul Lighter. There's some fabulous documentaries about Soul Lighter. Got me DVDs somewhere, Kev. I'll I'll find them. In fact, probably the only book on my bookshelf that we haven't talked about on the show is one of the Soul Lighter books. Ah, is it? Um, We should do. No, we shouldn't. Why? Uh, Because it's it's a very uh, subjective book. It's called In My Room. I'll, I'll let people look it up for themselves it's a very very great fo- photographic book but there's a lot of uh, kind of contentious comments about it oh. however you write about the documentaries and stuff and it does that's a good link because on the shiny new Fujicast website it seems like only yesterday we were saying this about the old <laughs> yeah, one yeah. I finally finally ditched the, the aching and groaning previous website which is, um, yeah. and we now have a new shiny uh, Squarespace one which is a lot easier to manage um, but on there, there is a there's a, uh, a page called movies, um, yeah. and we did always have that on the previous one. But this is a lot better in right. terms of being able to watch and see uh, stuff. So we have curated um, some movies on there, documentaries, online documentaries, which we will will be kind of adding to as we move forward. Um, but you can watch them all within the site now, rather than necessarily popping out to YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, yeah, there's some good ones on there. There's um, uh, there's a uh, an interview with Sebastian Salgado. Yes. The David Hearn one is a great one. Um, then obviously, if you're talking about full level documentaries that are available for free, there's the Platon one, which was on uh, Netflix, but uh-huh. the full episode yeah. is available for free. Um, but personally, the one that I love is the documentary about. Um, uh, oh God, it's a terrible day. Um, <laughs> Thingy-majiggy, what's her name? <laughs> the one with the camera who died and never seen any of her pictures. Vivian Meyer. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. Finding Vivian Meyer. That's so a great film because so, it's 
it's got yeah. uh, jeopardy in it. It's got intrigue. Yeah. And also it's it shows a lot of the pictures. Um, Jason P. Howe, I'll throw that one into the ring as well. A Good Day to Die, Hoka Hay, I think it's called. A Good Day to Die, Hoka Hay, um, which is um, a, a, about this um, well phenomenal character who worked in a, in a Jessup's shop and taught himself conflict photography, went, went across to Colombia. I mean, imagine that, Kev. Rocking up in Colombia thinking, right, where do I go for the trouble? Ne- never mind asking uh, grown men with ice creams. Um, that, that's a whole new level, isn't it? If you can have their picture. That's a whole new level. Uh, so, Indeed, it is, yeah. I've just, by the way, looked at the Soul Lighter one. I understand why you probably don't want to do that book. Yeah. Yeah. So, it is uh, a good book, but... Yeah, not not one for the family show, perhaps, because of some of the some of the conversations that that come up. Oh, blimey, Neil, I'm off to look at that now. So, uh, thank you, Ben. Um, and if you want, uh, it's the wild wild garden um, podfollow.com forward slash the wild, and then garden is just G D N. So, if you're into your gardening and you know who Monty Don is, then uh, then Ben. And his partner, Ellie, have been uh, presenting their, their podcast. And very soon, the wild people of Malmesbury with Kevin Gemma. <laughs> he said, she said. <laughs> I think Actually, quite... that's what it should be called. He said, she said. He said, she down, said. Kev. There can't be one called that. He said, she uh, said. Uh, copyright Mullins, that is. Quick. No. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else is allowed to do it. Trademark. Copyright. He said, he said she said. He said, she said. I think, it's a, I think it'll be a, a success. Right, your question. Do you have one from the Facebook group? Can you, can you delve back and, and find one, Kev? Uh, this is not so much a question, but a comment from a Michael Schilling. Ooh. The Michael Schilling. Not the. Uh, yep, the Michael Schilling. Did you, did you go um, to who school? Who is now an eco-activist, did, did, by the way. What? An eco-activist? Yeah, he's an eco-activist. What? When did that happen? Um, yeah, he's changed um for the better so uh like most photographers my search for he's not just an eco-activist but he's he is an eco-activist as well as good for him a photographer like most photographers my search for the perfect bag is continuous and never-ending hopefully it's vegan now michael yeah uh when interviewing people and asking about kit would it be possible to ask what bag they like the most what bag they like the most? Yeah, no is the answer. Why not? I think it's a good idea, Kev. No, all photographers. Could you imagine? Could you imagine oh. speaking to like Martin Parr or whatever and saying, "Oh, by the way, thanks what, for all of that insight. What, what bag, bag do you, you use?" He'd love it. I think most photographers say, "Oh, you've 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 just hit my hidden sort of uh, that's the Achilles heel moment, isn't it?" I just actually bought a new bag. See, there we go, Kev. Kev, you bought what yeah. have you bought? I bought the Amazon Basics one oh. camera bag. Looks pretty good, actually, because I've got a new GFX 100S coming. So you bought it uh, the cheapest bag you could? Yeah, but the Amazon Basics is brilliant. It's, it's, it can fit my laptop in it. It can fit this camera in it. I'll obviously chuck away the divider things. And then uh, it's a backpack rather than a, a kind of Kev, you know, shoulder bag. You said you'd never use a backpack. You said to me, oh, don't, I don't know. This is for my uh, street photography workshops, not for oh. weddings. I couldn't do it at yeah, the but- wedding. Right. Uh, but I'm going to just keep my uh, GFX 100S in there rather than... So is it, is it an Amazon Basics camera bag? Yeah, I'm going to get the link for it now. Um, I'm just looking it up to see it. Gonna, oh, they look all right, actually. Yeah. I don't know why I'm saying that in a surprised fashion. The exact but. one. Uh, There's a nice one here, the large shoulder bag, which I would have thought, blimey, Kev, hang on. I say I stop mid-sentence, £21.21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really cheap, and I've had camera. I've had Amazon Basic stuff for years, and they last a lot longer than some of the other stuff. Oh, don't mention the trade names on that one. <laughs> uh, no, 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 I won't. Um, they look all right, Kev. These look absolutely perfect. Yeah, they're fine. They're they're, they're really good. Yeah, twenty one quid, twenty three quid, whatever it is. I can't see it now. And you can buy. You can actually buy packs of spare dividers. I'm going to send you some because you'll need them. <laughs> putting your G- GFX in there, if you're throwing away dividers. Well, of course, the G- so the GFX 100S is a lot smaller than the GFX 100, which I've, I've sold. Yeah. So it'll all fit in there. I'm quite excited by this. Well, the most expensive one I can find here is £42.08. Mm-hmm. The eight pence being very important. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this but, is the one you've got because this is a shoulder one. No, it's a backpack. Um, it, yeah, it's a backpack. It's a DSLR and laptop backpack. So yeah. mirrorless or whatever you want to put in there, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd want to know that um, I do wor- worry sometimes about where cheap stuff is made. And I, well, it's made in in uh, Putin back in China, isn't it? By Putin in China, is he got no, a little Putin back in China? Oh right, okay. 
So you have to, your moral compass needs to decide whether you want to support that or not. <laughs> yeah, I just, I've, I'm coming around full circle a little bit. I don't know. But then again, I don't know where the other ones are made, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. But these do. Um, I mean, if we if we can just put that aside for one for one moment, if you if you need a camera bag, wow, I'm looking at these thinking, what value? Amazon Basics for almost any well, not almost anything, but or any cables. I always buy Amazon. I always buy Amazon Basics batteries. Amazon Basics. What's happened to your rich get richer, poor get poorer thing? When you think about Amazon, well, it's better, isn't it? I'm getting richer because I'm not spending any money. I'm <laughs> spending a lot less money. <laughs> Talking about the organisation, Kev, not you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not. That's businesses are very separate. It's the yeah, it's the governments that have that attitude. Right. You know, businesses are there to make money, aren't they? But looking at the bags, Kev, I've got to say, I, I didn't know about this. I didn't know this at all about Amazon. These look stunningly good value and every bit as good as the the bags that I buy. If you go to for, Amazon and just type in Amazon Basics and nothing else, yeah. you'll see all kinds of stuff that you'll think, oh, my giddy end, look at that, 48 AA batteries, 16 quid. The batteries um, I've found aren't, aren't too good. I've found chairs. My office chair is Amazon Basics. Office chair. I've had it six, six years. My office chair, probably longer than that. Amazon pet bucket booster seat. It's got it all, Kev. <laughs> honestly, honestly, you'll find some good toilet brush, <laughs> soft bristle toilet brush. Two of them, sixteen ninety nine. Sixteen ninety nine. I've just seen it. Yeah, uh, they come in different colours. Oh, the too. plug, the plug, the, the plug extenders and all that kind of stuff. They're yeah. excellent value. Um, look at this. So this. Actually, interestingly, I'm going to get this. He's off on one now, everybody. He's uh, it's a tower one. extension, yeah. um, 12 plugs, but with four USBs, but one of which is a Type-C. It's very hard to find a plug extender with a USB Type-C on it is and it, three USB Type-2s on it. 22 the, quid. I've got the one. £22 and nine pence, Kev. A whole nine pence more. Reduced from £25.99. I know, look at that. Limited time deal, that is, right, I'm having that. <laughs> we had an Amazon ban last month. Well, I'm going to go for the five meter one as well, rather than the two meter one. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. If, if you can get past your morals thing with some of it, some I know how some people feel, but otherwise, those ba- those those backpacks, Kev, spot on, spot on. Right? Do we have time for another question? Yes, we. I do. haven't. I'm just buying this plug a sec. I know you are. So, no. shall I? I'll read the question out, then you can answer it. Joe, Joe, Jody Cachillo. Uh, love the podcast. Relatively new listener, so I'm playing catch-up. I'm an enthusiast, starting to transition from a full-time attorney to a part-time photographer. Ooh, blimey, that's a, that's a left turn at the traffic lights, if ever there was one. I have an X-T3, X-Pro2, and X-100V. See, full-time attorney, you could probably have eight of those. I use the X-T3 mostly for landscape and seascape with a 1024, 1555, and 55-200. I also own the 90mm. F2, 5612, 1614, 23F2, 35F2. Are we in the wrong business, Kev? Should we we have gone into being attorneys? Well, interestingly, that name rang a bell and I thought, I'm sure I had an email this morning. Yeah, you did this one. Or or do you mean uh, one for you? A a separate one, Kev? Uh, He bought my presets, so that's why I saw the email. There you go. Well, um, that would be the cheapest thing he's bought this day. (laughs) (laughs) I love street photography in addition to taking family and party photographs. I'm I'm selling the 23F2. My thoughts are, if I I want that focal length, I have the X100V, which is with me always. And that's something we've discussed before. I'm thinking of selling the 1614 on the 35F2, then purchase the 33 1.4. Now you're talking Kev's language. The 16 1.4 is a great lens, but I don't do video, so not a great focal length for the street. I just can't bring myself to get rid of that 56 1.2 and the 90 F2. Do you agree or have other suggestions? Um, I hope you kept up with his list, Kev. There was a lot going on there. There was, yeah. Um, well, I never use the 56 or 90 for street photography, but other people do. Yeah. So just because I don't it doesn't mean... You know, some people, and maybe there's a, after everything we spoke about today, there's a justification in being a bit further away from people if you're, you know, if you're out on the streets. Well, 56, so, of course, would be a great street portrait lens, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Well, the 90 would be even the 90, better, actually. Yeah, yeah, but, 90, yeah. but yes, it's it's easier to carry and, and move around and everything. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I think the sweet spot for street photography, for me, storytelling-wise, is is either the 18 or 23 mil lens. Um yeah, that's yeah, probably... You've gone firmly 18 now, haven't you? And and 33 as well? 
Uh, not for streets. I do have the 33. I did yeah. buy the 33. Um, my ambition for that was the 33 would replace the 56 ah. 1.2 at weddings, but it hasn't. So I suspect the 33 might be um, going with my GFX 100 to Wex. All right. All but not the 18. Not the 18. I keep that next to me in bed. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Uh, does does Gemma mind? No, no she, she's she's very happy with that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she knows the score. Oh, well, that's it for another week. Um, remember to, to send in this week some questions. So do it. There's two ways to do it. So Kev, there's three. There's four ways to do it. Four, believe it or not. What? So you you there's four ways to send us questions to the to the Foodcast podcast. And if you don't, we'll have to end. Uh, so question uh, point w- w- route one is you can just simply open up your email, type in click at foodcast.co.uk and then send an email. Dear Kev, dear Neil, here is my question. Lots of love, person. The second way is to go to the Facebook group, Fujicast, just search Fujicast, join the group, and at the top of the posts is a thread that says questions for the podcast thread, and that is looking very bare right now. Uh, the third way is to join Patreon. If you join Patreon for the price of a coffee, you can be bumped to the front, yes. which means that your questions will be guaranteed to be answered because you make a up and forget about them. Yeah. And the fourth way is to go to the new shiny new website and go to the contact form and just fill it in. Brilliant. And then press send. Four way, fifth way, pop round to Kev's house yep. and uh, knock on the door because he doesn't have any visitors by the sounds of it. Yeah, pop round my house. Uh, come in the studio anytime, bring a, uh, a coffee, non-alcoholic drink, <laughs> and a smile. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks to Lucy Hamadzade today. Uh, next week, yes, Charles Brooks is, is going to be on the show. Um, he is the man that made the, the photographer that made those phenomenal pictures of the, the inside, the insides of instruments. Some of the instruments, by the way, Kev, I'm not sure I'd trust myself, uh, are like 300,000 dollar pianos unbelievable oh no yeah music from Blue Wednesday supporting music from the incredible artlist.io and we will see you next week bye 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 the Fujicast is an independent loading zone production email the show with your questions and words of wisdom to click at fujicast.co.uk email any complaints and political nonsense to our wives who will deal with your comments in their own good time and in their own good way